Crypto continues to slide while NFTs continue to rise. Today, we have Marissa from Fierce Studio NFT to talk about her all-female team-led project and why a diversity-based NFTs and communities may just be a good bet. Welcome to Go to the Metaverse, Yasi. How are you doing today? I am doing well, Stanley. I am doing well. The NFT markets are up, so... I am up. Big smile on your face. But the crypto markets are down. Ooh, it has been a brutal week in the crypto markets and people are uh, you know, in pain. But what it means for us is NFTs are on discount. So there's a lot of shopping going on. Lots of shoppy shoppy. Before we get into all that fun stuff, why don't we fill everybody in about the goat vault? Where are we at with the goat vault? Crypto, crypto is down. down. Goat vault is down $74,115. Uh, I believe last week we were almost touching 80 grand. Uh, what's the goat vault, Yase? You do it so well. Well, the goat vault is our way to give back to our community. We have locked up some pretty special NFTs, as you can see, $74,000 worth of NFTs. We have some cool cats, World of Wilma, Jenkins, their ballet. Uh, we even have some rare collectible physical cards in the vault. And once we get to 5,000 subscribers, we're opening up the vault and giving away the contents to our lucky subscribers so all you have to do to stand a chance to win the goat bolt is smash that subscribe button subscribe the show and get us to that 5000 number yes sir this goat bolt has has done far better than my own expectations we invested two and a half thousand dollars and we're sitting at 75000 that's a 30x return by anyone's number it's pretty good i think if we just go by the goat bolt we could be like deemed the best investment banker traders of all time i, I mean that that number alone we, we we got some street cred over there we do we do uh with that let's go into what's been happening in the nft market uh the market is on fire uh here's our weekly top 15 and our top three movers for the week have been azuki making some big big moves this week uh, I believe they went up from like three and a half ETH to seven and a half ETH overnight. Uh, yeah. CryptoPunks is back in the top three. Congratulations, CryptoPunks. Never the write off the punks. Never write them off. There they are. Back in place in second place, but back on the board. 350% up in trading volume. And Board API Club still happens to be in the top three. Always there. Um you know, and there's never a slow week for the Board API Club. This week alone, Kevin Hart, probably the number one comedian and the number one comedian in the world and superstar, uh, bought an ape uh, cheap too, 200K. Uh, I think it's a steal. And if you look at it, he bought it for 79.5 Ethereum. Today, Board API Club is at 95 Ethereum. If my math and calculations are correct, I believe he's up on his investment of uh, from three days ago. Is, how's my math there? Your math is right. Yeah, they are up. And you know what we're seeing is this is the time to stack Ethereum. If you want to be building your ETH in 
NFT value, this is the way to do it because we're seeing some positive progression on the ETH uh, NFT pricing. The movement is up while ETH price is moving down. So it's a great way to stack Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, and Glenn of Paltrow also bought an ape, making another A-level, A-list celebrity welcome into the club. She even had a cool animation where she revealed yeah. her hat and there was her blonde hair. And oh my God, it's Gwyneth. This is very exciting as well. And we're seeing Gwyneth actually using the new Twitter feature that lets you link to a NFT in your wallet and then displays that as a hexagon as opposed to a circle. So Gwyneth using the new Twitter feature to show her cred as a NFT holder and that this is in her wallet. And also both Gwyneth and Kevin Hart used MoonPay to purchase their apes. And I got asked a very good question. MoonPay is paying for these apes for these people. Is that correct, Yasi? I'm not sure about that. I don't know if MoonPay is paying for these apes for these people or they're paying for it, but they're paying them to do the purchase using MoonPay. So there's definitely some kind of promotion that's happening there for MoonPay to get some uh, promotion value. But are they buying the apes? That I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that some of them they're buying or there's definitely some sort of barter that's happening. Um, for sure. And then the question becomes... Is the Board Ape Yacht Club value inflated because of all the celebrities that are coming into the space? Uh, but they're not necessarily maybe even paying for those apes. Maybe MoonPay is paying for them. And is it inflated? Well, the question is, does that really matter? Who is paying for <laughs> the apes and who is bringing people into the community? Ultimately, Real celebrities are starting to promote this and building it into an iconic brand. Word on the street is that Yoga Labs, the creators of Board Yoga Club, are raising a round of investments, treating themselves as the progressive or the, the most iconic Web3 brand and trying to raise at, rumor is on the street, a $5 billion valuation. So all these activities are seeming to work because they're in the market trying to raise money at a five billion dollar valuation that's no small sum for and they'll get it too right <laughs> and they and i think they will uh so as a vc what what what's the upside why, why are they raising money what do they need the money for they're, they're obviously making a few bucks they want to be the equivalent of a global brand that hosts events media um games every type of experience that you can think of. So they're raising a war chest to be able to go out and do that and, and continue on their success. Gotcha. They have the attention. It's easy to raise money. Let's go build the biggest company in the world. That's what it sounds like. All right. Makes sense. Sign me up. And it all started on a 0.0, .0 what was it? A 0 0.08 ETH drop that uh, went unnoticed for a number of days in May. And man. here we are today, $5 billion valuation. Well, Insane. Stanley, dreams can come true in the NFT world. Yeah, you know, it's like the meme that I see where it's like, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian is, da is dating Pete Davidson and they're like, you too have a chance of that, you know, getting that dream girl you always wanted. I, I think it's the same thing. Like, 
you too could become a billionaire. All you need to do is come up with the right NFT, make it pop. <laughs> and everyone is trying. Everyone Everybody's is trying. trying. Everybody's <laughs> trying. Uh, more news uh, talking about everybody's trying. Ozzy Osbourne got into the space by creating crypto bats. And Ozzy made some noise. Look at that trading volume over there. 13,000. Yeah, that, that's a real number. What, what was cool about the crypto bats, other than it being involved with Ozzy Osbourne, is that the bats could bite another NFT of yours and infect them and create a new derivative bat by doing something like biting your board eight. And now you have a new bat that now has been infected by, uh, by that bat bite. So if you are a holder of a number of different communities, you could then own a bat and it could bite your NFT and create a whole new NFT. So great uh, activation, I would say, and using communities to build out your own community and interesting uh, mechanic that we haven't seen before. And once again, here's another example of what you could do on the blockchain and how you can get creative and the possibilities are absolutely endless. Uh, and I believe they had a pretty good run in, in the very beginning, right? I think it went up to over two ETH at one point and then it came yeah. back down. And as, as, as for those of you to watch the show, we see that a lot, right? Before the reveal, the price keeps going up higher, higher, higher. It reveals you didn't get the rares. It drops back down. Um, and, uh, you know, there's definitely winners and losers uh, on both sides. Also, some new exciting news. Cool cats. Uh, we have a cool cat in the vault are coming out with a cool pet. And this is their first time that they're coming out, airdropping you another NFT. This is their second NFT or series two, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you own a cool cat, you get a cool pet for free. So uh, the Gulp Bolt is going to get a, a, a free NFT. A little friend. Thing, a little friend. Uh, and they're also going to be minting some. I, be I believe only a few thousand of them are actually going to go into mint. And the price is going to be 0.5. So right off the bat, if you're a cool cat owner, you get a free half an Ethereum right off the bat. And uh, they're also coming out with milk tokens, uh, which is going to be their in-game currency. And the word of the pets and the tokens, uh, Cool Cat's chilling at almost 15 Ethereum, making some big moves. That is the excitement that you can have with these assets. You know, what I love about NFTs is you can start with one thing and it can grow into a completely different thing. You know, a picture of a cat that, you know, looks pretty cool. Now turned into a whole economy with games and pets and everything that can be staked. Uh, and that's the wonder of this world. And that's why people are so fascinated by it because the possibilities literally are endless. And we're seeing that. It's just two examples that we've just given there. A bat biting some other asset that gives you something else, uh, holding on to this uh, NFT gives you rights to these others, and then you can go and mint and burn and create additional tokens. This is the kind of environment where we're starting to see big brands starting to say, well, how do I participate in this? And how do I start creating that same type of dynamics with my community? It sure as hell beats just some kind of air miles as part of my loyalty program. No, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think we talk about it on a weekly basis. 
it's the same theme, right? It, it's community, it's utility, it's being able to be creative and innovative. Um, and the culture follows, right? You have celebrities yep. that are jumping into the space. And not only are they jumping to the space, they're, they're advocates for the space. Uh, Paris Hilton was on the Jim Kimmel show this week. And she was talking about her ape. He was talking about his ape. There's a lot of ape conversations. But I think most importantly, two things happened. One, she gave everybody in the audience a free NFT, uh, which kudos to her for doing. And she's educating, you know, she's giving free money to people in, in that, that happen to be watching her show, uh, which, which was a good move. And the second thing she did was she gave a big shout out to female-led projects. Um, and she's, she's saying, Hey, I love what's happening in the space. There's more female entrepreneurs that are coming in and building projects. Um, and she wants to add more. And I believe that's a perfect segue for us to introduce our guest, Marissa, who's part of a project that has an all female led team. Marissa, such a good let's... segue that you would think that we almost set it up that way. Oh my god, that's called producing, baby. <laughs> and don't think we did not comment on Paris's tweet to make sure she knew about us <laughs> many times. How are you well, guys? Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you. Happy to be here, and I learned so much. So, thanks. Well, that's, you know, that's our goal. Yasi and I started this show and we said, we want to, we want to teach people, have some fun along the way, maybe make a few dollars, hashtag not financial advice, um, and meet some friends along the way. And that's, uh, it's, it's, that's kind of what it's been. And now the goat vault is almost at $75,000. We get to bring on entrepreneurs like yourself to hear about your project and Marissa. Tell us about yourself and your project. Let's do it. Um, I'll kick off about me quickly. Um, so I'm one of the co-founders of Fear Studios. We are a 10,000 PFP collection. We are a women-led project. Um, I actually have a background really in advertising and brand partnerships my whole career. So I've been in that space for, I'm going to date myself, 16, 17 years by now. Um, I've led digital media and buying and partnerships for some of the top brands in the world. Um, Chanel being one of them, Victoria's Secret for four years, CBS, Royal Caribbean, MoMA, Sesame Street, Unilever, Mars, name it. Um, so I'm very well versed in the ability to reach consumers and to target them for brands to get awareness and all the way down the funnel to conversion. With that said, I entered the NFT space probably kind of the same as the masses or this like 2% of us that are in here now, 5% um, early last year. Um, I met two of my co-founders, Peg and Michelle. Um, they're like OG crypto women that like, they've been in this space since like 2017 or, or even earlier. Um, and we kind of all combine forces in terms of, we all come from really different and unique and strong backgrounds. Peg is an OG tech female. She's been through web one, web two, web three. Um, she had crypto kitties like in the very, very beginning. Um, 
I'm sure she never wants to talk about it, but she did have punks. She might not have them anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> Michelle also comes from a background of photography, editorial. She is a creative director. She's a powerhouse when it comes to kind of knowing all things fashion and having connections in that space. Kind of all came together to create Fierce. Um, and as I take you through kind of what our collection is about, you'll realize very quickly of how we uniquely all came together and kind of created this in such a powerful and unique way for our community. So that's background on me and I could talk about Fierce. Let's talk about it. What Let's is Fierce? What, I mean, what was the inspiration behind it? What is it? Firstly, I, lo I, I love the name. Thank you. Yeah, we, we are Fierce. Um, <laughs> so like I said, Fierce is a women-led 10,000 PFP collection. Um, there we are. So we're very unique because unlike punks and apes and everything that kind of has generative artwork that's been drawn in terms of, you know, from scratch, we actually took 10 real models, like models in the real world with much influence and verified. They're all diverse, all different sizes and ethnicities. We have a trans model as well. Um, and we did that on purpose for a couple of reasons. But we took those 10 models and we created a thousand different attributes for each model to create the 10,000 and have all different rarity traits and different properties that created the collection. With that said, um, the reason we did that was because of everything that you guys just talked about in terms of like, how do we get more of the mainstream involved within the NFT community? And we figured having 10 models with influence would be a really great way using real people to bring in their followers to the NFT space and see what they're doing. So I'm sure you've seen like a bunch of derivatives that have been drawn of other celebrities, but we did this kind of from the beginning of our launch to have them really as influencers for us and for the world to like their followers to come in and join our collection. That was one reason. And the other reason, well, there's two more. One was we know that models get taken advantage of too. A lot of times they do shoots and, and are in campaigns and sometimes they never get compensated for it. So actually a portion of our sales do go to them. Um, our entire NFT collection is really business led. Everybody kind of gets revenue and some aspect of it, including our community. And I'll get to that too. And lastly, um, with the models, it was really getting a tangible way for brands to understand the space. So when you talk to a brand and you say you could be integrated within an NFT collection, they, uh, their eyes light up, but they have no idea what that means. And I think having real models and real people and making it tangible in terms of how they could use those influencers or avatars as kind of casted into their social media campaigns or brand campaigns or anything that you could be casted in is a really cool way to look at it in terms of now NFTs literally being a new marketing channel for brands. Um, it is actually a way for them to have an e-com channel and a one-to-one -one conversation with holders, whether it's accessing their digital wallet for airdrops or doing giveaways or really just any aspect that they want to use it, even from a press-worthy and buzzworthy way. So that's kind of how we chose the models and went down that route. Um, but I could go into also just like how the whole... IP ownership and community base goes into it, but that that's kind of our genesis story and why we went down that route. We got so a lot of thinking has gone in. Go ahead, Stanley, go first. No, I was gonna say so. Just so I could understand it correctly, 
your one of the things you guys are doing is you have this PFP project with this model. Now a brand could come to you and say, "Hey, we want to go, you know, put a put a Nike headband on her, right?" And that would be an advertising tool or a way for there to be advertising dollars created off that PFP. Was that was that correct? Did I understand? Essentially, that yes, pretty spot okay. on. So okay. to give you a very um, example of it. We actually launched with a partner already. So we launched with Saucony, the global sneaker brand. Um, and we launched with them in a way where we actually had 500 of our 10,000 NFTs drawn with a Saucony sneaker into the illustration. So it became not only a rarity trait of 0.05% having that property, but also Saucony then had access to our whole community and were choosing winners to actually get free sneakers from the brand. So from a marketing tactic, That's from a cool. nice trustworthy way, and also an opportunity for now brands to give back to a brand new demographic is a really amazing way to keep traditional and kind of NMT now web three and combine them. So that's kind of our so goal. Was a brand, yeah. Was a brand like Sakami to for our listeners, someone who's thinking, you know, how do I approach brands in bringing them into this web world? Were they already on board? Did it take some convincing? What were the kind of things that you had to think through in, in putting a drop like that together, which I think is pretty clever and, and, and pretty unique. Thank you. Yeah, great question because it really varies. So it it's such an interesting space. Saucony was so down and they were the, the easiest client to ever work with in terms of they were really just looking for us for guidance and they knew that it's not an if but a when of how all brands are really going to enter this space and they wanted to be really first in terms of an innovative way. I mean, we dropped this end of last year. So we were really before kind of like the Nike and Adidas announcements. Um, so we already had that mindset of how brands could integrate. Um, for them, they were super easy. Obviously, some education happened in terms of how everything works within the back end. A lot of brands that were pitching, it's really who you speak to. Some people like get the NMT space and they're like, we love it. How do we do this? And then others like, it's not only just education, but it's also figuring out how to integrate their brand with their current marketing campaigns. Like they already have really their plotted out content calendars. So it's how to now NFTs work into that. Um, and fear specifically in my role specifically is teaching them in ways that they can integrate with all different levels. So whether it is a simple like give back to an NFT community and join us as a giveaway. So your example with Nike, all of our traits that are listed within our collection, you could align with one of them. So if if a girl is wearing a headband or she's wearing sunglasses, Ray-Ban could come in with the sunglasses and be like, these holders have an opportunity to win a free pair. And we could do a giveaway in that aspect. So it's super simple alignment with traits. Other ones are airdrops with 3D wearables. We have space in the metaverse that we're announcing in March, which is a big one for us. Um, so we could actually even have wearables drop to our community that they could bring to the metaverse. And then even in the metaverse, we could help sell products that in kind of like a boutique aspect of it. So there's much to come in that aspect from brands, but it's really as like integrated as they want, whether it really is kind of a unlocking gifting aspect to a bespoke activation where they're really integrated within the artwork and we create kind of something new and derivative and one for one. Um, aspect to that too. So um, we did that on purpose because brands are, 
they're either all in or they want to dip their toes and we want to give them all options on how to um, be involved. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and how has, you know, the feedback from the community been, I, I think one of the greatest parts about, you know, NFTs is communities, right? And, and here you go. I hope the world is ready for what Fear Studios is going to do for the NFT world. D these ladies are going to change how we look at modeling advertising more. Obviously, positive feedback and 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 the how inclusive this world is and and i i think like we're seeing a world of women we're seeing what all these other projects of having a female-led team or an all-female team like how has that kind of feedback response been how has the community reacted to it and what has been your experience yeah i mean the last two weeks i mean I say two weeks and I look up because NFT time doesn't really exist. So I think it was within the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, the last two weeks have been incredible. Like this entire, I don't even mm. want to call it a trend, but this ability for people to take more notice into the women led projects has been such an amazing last couple of weeks in terms of just people being so supportive and really taking a look at what these projects stand for, because, you know, there are there is this notion of really like this crypto bro mentality and it's so far from the truth like there's so many incredible women that are part of this space that are collectors investors and not only that creators um so for us the support has been one amazing two we've met so many other women collections that we've all been able to support and bring awareness to each other um another thing that fierce is doing is we actually are besides just casting our community we actually signed on with like the Fame Lady Squad and Board Becky from Board Apes to see how we could also cast them with brands. And it's really just leveraging communities for brands. We're giving them a new CRM database and saying, here, you kind of can market however you want, but you're utilizing these quote unquote avatars that um, now the community could actually get something in return. So if you are casted, you may have the opportunity to get some passive income because you're a model for their campaign. So there's so many unique ways that people could kind of get unlocking of benefits um, when it comes to brands, whether it is just a physical gift or a digital gift, or like I said, some sort of casting into something that already exists within their traditional media. That's awesome. We've seen what, so, what many, you... so many new brands, new drops, um, you know, 10,000 PFPs are dropping say single day, how do you stand out in the noise? What have, what has been the kind of biggest challenge for you to, to get mindshare uh, in the space? And if someone was thinking about doing their own drop, lessons that you've learned in that journey? I think it's an awareness, um, obviously, for all of us to just get our name out there as much as possible. We're always on Twitter spaces. Our Discord community is super, super engaging. Um, we're always listening to our community, too, of more we could do. Obviously, the more brands that know about us, the more utility could come to life. So that's kind of where we stand now with just that educational piece and getting our name out there. Um, but I'd say, like, the difficulty, too, is that we've done everything organic. And I don't want to make that a bad thing because I think it's really positive. We've never paid for, like, influencers. We haven't really had, like, one of these big, I'll say it again, crypto bros, like, whale like be a whale and buy us out like we haven't done that yet i mean obviously if somebody wants to come in and buy us all sure um but we're, we're not really going down that route of like 
paid influencer type aspects. So it's as much as like, it's hard work in terms of just getting our name out there. And I think we're so unique because we come with like this real utility business aspect of it, that it's just explaining to people that we're not just this adorable, like beautiful artwork. And we also have a charity component and we're also women led. Like we check the boxes of what other women projects do, but we have an entire like business model behind it from a utility standpoint that it's different. So it's really just getting that notion and like aspect of our collection out there and people understanding like the benefits that they could unlock from a long-term standpoint. Like we're not just in here for like a one and done. Like this is, this is literally like, evergreen any brand that joins we could do different iterations all the time and just keep evolving especially as the space involves i mean we just started talking with brands about our metaverse interactions in in integration so there's that too and and have you noticed a change even in the last you know few months as far as i'm i'm you said you have the brand experience and you work with a lot of different brands but have you noticed that like maybe a few months ago the brands you guys were trying to talk to wouldn't talk to you but now they're they might be starting to talk to you because they are understanding that this is where the future is or has the tension always been there but they just don't know where to start or how to jump in i think it's a combination of both i think more and more people are excited to figure out what they can do now um, more than ever i think that the more brands that see other brands getting involved um their eyes kind of light up when we come to them with an already built-in type of execution or plan. I think a lot of the nerves when it comes to brands like getting involved is that just fear of like not knowing where to start. And we kind of already have that built in for them. Like we have the community, we have the collection, we have all that. So we kind of take that ease away from them in terms of that barrier of just like, what do I do? Like, where do I start? Do I need a developer? Do I need a general artist? Like we have that in place. And that's really unique because brands are kind of coming in and sometimes like they're creating collections because they feel like they have to, and then they just disappear. And we don't want that. We want it to be like super authentic and they're like strategically integrated within a collection that people know that there's, like I said, some sort of sustainability within in terms of longevity. Yeah. And what do you think? What, and where do you, do you see, go ahead, Yassi. Where, where, where's the future for fear? So five years out, where do, where do you want this community to be? Um, I see it as a really credible way for like the IP ownership aspect of it to come to life even further. I think the monetization of kind of what you own will be a really big part of the NFT space. I think any collection that doesn't have a utility aspect to it really won't make it. I think there really needs to be this real long roadmap of kind of how to involve a community and expand with them and evolve with them. And that's kind of why our roadmap is pretty like business led and open up to kind of like the way that we set this up, the possibilities are endless. So I imagine for Fierce, more and more brands will be involved. Bespoke collections will be made off of our Genesis collection. There'll be other opportunities in the metaverse that we could create real like what we're doing, like storefronts and things like that. So, I mean, talk to me six months ago, I don't even think I would talk about like the metaverse being as real as it is like today, but it's going so quickly. And I think just going from all 2D to 3D to AR to VR is like obviously where it's all going. We're all just catching up to what the advertising space looks like now. And 
like the NFT space will be an advertising industry, but in a smart way that's decentralized where people actually can like own their data and benefit off of what they own in terms of their collection. That's where I see it. And what do you, what's, as a brand, like, do you think in the next five years, every single brand is going to be playing in the metaverse? Do you think that, you know, are we going into every single brand is going to have their own department? Or is there going to be ad agencies that are specific for Web3? I do. I mean, yeah, I really, really do. Because I, I mean, I already know coming from the agency side and still having a nine to five, we're already building departments. Like we're already making sure that there's NFT experts or creating departments that can speak to this entire new space. And we have to be educated because clients are asking for it all the time. So it's going to be something that's necessary. Do I think every brand will get it right? Not in the beginning. Do I think it's going to evolve? I mean, not at all. Um, but do I think it will evolve and you'll see like more like acquisitions and, and brands like Nike, merging with artifact like things like that like it's 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 gonna happen and it's gonna happen quick yeah yeah it's already we're, happening we're, quick yeah we're seeing it happening very like, quickly right like yeah you're yeah you know like like what yasi said before board a five billion dollar valuation you're gonna see companies like them go out and buy other nft projects and go and, and go swallow smaller guys up just because they could go totally. build more utility or whatever that might be and totally. uh it's 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 and we're seeing uh microsoft right 69 billion dollar uh purchase of a gaming studio of halo like i, I mean it, it really looks like everybody is jumping into the space but they're not jumping like they're full in right they're not just like let's let's put our you know Let's let's feel the water out. They're 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 going all in, and they're they're making they're, big, in. they're making big 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 bets. And you know, I I I almost feel like the other the question is like, well, what about everything else, right? Like, what does normal life look like now, or or is that is that not even a conversation? Because I still have conversations with people on a daily basis that don't know what an NFT is. That I don't was just say, like, yeah, Where they don't about? understand what the metaverse is, what crypto is. It's it's literally like a foreign language to them, and it's like it, there's a lot of hand to hand combat of just trying to educate people um, and have them understand, right? And, and I'm talking about very smart people who run businesses, and you know yeah. they're just but they still can't grasp it, right? Like I don't think my 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 parents could grasp it either, right? Uh, but but it's, it's the dot com era. We're starting the dot com era. We're the reason that publishers and whatnot back in the day were like, why would I be online if I have a paper that could be in someone's hand? Like you go where the masses are and we're a small mass right now. And we're obviously in our bubble where we see it every single day. There's nothing I see on Twitter that's not NMT related, but like other people, their feeds are obviously very different. So like we could be on the inside and be like, this is everything but there's still a lot of catching up to do when it comes to the mainstream world of like understanding what, we are doing as a community and and the value that we're bringing to each other, which I think is the most important part. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a mass adoption when, I mean, like we said, the more big brands, the more celebrities, the more people that promote and, and educate, 
it's going to happen. And having the celebrities and having these big brands do this, like what Paris is doing and giving out free NFTs, things like that is so crucial because it's such a fun space. And like I said, like such an endless, limitless abilities to create either real money or have a real community in some aspects. Yeah. Marissa, you're deep in the space. You, you're designing for brands. You're creating your own community. Which other community do you look up to within the space and say they're doing it right? Uh, that's another one that I would kind of give a stamp of approval to um, and, and just kind of showing how it should be done. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Board Ape, for sure. Um, the fact that they have, they are OGs and they have turned this into a community led like powerhouse and the traction that they're getting in terms of the brands being involved and their community is so, one, it is the strongest community, I would say. Um, them, World of Women, obviously, are so incredible. Their artwork and kind of everything that they've done when it comes to creators and giving back. Um, obviously, ours. I'm trying to think what else. There's so many. I mean, I'm on Twitter spaces all day long. And I feel like also just these, these women-led collections are so awesome because every woman's story is kind of not the same, but we all kind of understand each other in terms of how we've started and where we're at and what our goals are. So, I mean, I'm a huge proponent right now of just the women-led projects, not just being one, but just getting so close to the other women in the space. And and do you think that the reason why we're seeing success, and obviously we see it in the real world of you know, female-led, female entrepreneurs being successful, but do we're seeing so much of it is because of the community and it's such a community driven world, right? Where it's like, you know, we know projects that weren't successful because they didn't include, you know, female characters or diversity and they got a lot of slack for it. So yeah. it's, it's as, as founders are trying to create projects, they are thinking about inclusion. They are thinking about these things. How is the female community going to look at this project and that's something that might have not might not necessarily happen in the real world, right? Where where you're just kind of creating a product and you have a very specific target audience, and that's the target audience you're going after. Where now you have to look at it as an overall, like, as a whole, right? Like, right. Who are we going? You know, how do we communicate to everybody? What What are your thoughts there? I think it's just very translates from the real world. I think especially the last few years with just these cultural moments and importance of inclusion is coming over into the NFT space in a way that, I mean, as a female, like, we don't want to, I don't want to keep touting that I'm women led. Like you, men don't have to be like, we're, we're male led team. Like that's not something they have to do. And I feel like when is that going to go away? I have no idea, but it's something we have to deal with like all the time. And, you know, we always say like, we don't want this to be a trend of women being able to do the same thing in the space that men do. But unfortunately, like it is like we, we do lead that we're women led and we're proud of that. Um, but I always like go back and question like, why do I have to say that? Um, so I think there's just that notion of because we know that we have to do that, us women communities, we're kind of stick together in the fact that we know that we're up against all the same challenges. Um, but that's kind of where that's just reality. Um, and I think there is a lot of support because we have so many men that are part of our community that are, you know, they equally 
will give us props that like we're some of the most engaged founders and our ideas are incredible and they're part of many collections that men lead. So there shouldn't be a difference. Unfortunately, there just is. And how do you, how do you think, how important is real, real world business experience when starting an NFT project? Major. Um, major. I mean, I, I, and look, we're, we're living in a world right now where almost like projects sell out left and right. They have no basis of concept. Uh, their derivatives, whatever they might be, right? They have strong marketing. But then we get into now, okay, well, what is the long-term vision? And who are the founders, leaders, and where are they going to take this thing long-term? And as an entrepreneur, like that's how I look at projects, right? I do look at the artwork. Do I like the artwork? Utility is obviously important. But who are these people? And are they going to be here, you know, five years from now? And what are they going to, what, what are their goals? And do they have the the experience to, to hit those goals? Um, and like, you know, you, you guys are leading from, from what I see on a business perspective. And you're looking at this and saying, hey, we have, you know, business entrepreneurial experience. We could actually build this thing. We know how to communicate to big brands. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of upside here. How important is that? Huge. I think more now than ever, 2021 was really like, saturation in terms of like everyone could make a collection and you could sell out overnight with having zero roadmap sometimes. Um, now, because there is so much kind of supply out there and we're constantly building out more demand, um, more than ever, people will be looking at who the creators are and what the roadmap is and what the utility is because you've kind of all learned along the way in terms of rug pulls and, and projects that went nowhere because we lived in this anonymous world where being docs is more important than when I've been forever, like that it was last year. Um, but yeah, I think people are like obviously way more skeptical because of things that we've learned across the, the whole year, like me, myself too. Like I've obviously been involved in projects that completely, I didn't hear from them again the next day after I bought into it. And um with the education piece and how we're getting more and more people involved. I think those are the things that us kind of NFT holders for the past year or two or three, we always educate people with like, do your own research and like that stuff we're leading with. So I feel like it will be really important to understand who a founder is and kind of what their background is. And we're fully docs, like our LinkedIn profiles are on there. Like we want people to know that we have the background and the skill set to like actually pull this off. Um, so I think it's crucial. I agree. Yeah. Yasi, are you doxxed? Uh, I am, I am doxxed. I am uh, all over the internet, so uh, there's no hiding. Um, Marissa, how do people find out more about Fierce and get to be part of this community and the awesome stuff that you're doing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there somewhere I could link everything? <laughs> um, no, we can link it in the comments after the show. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I could look everything. Fear Studio NFT is. Oh, our... look at that! Boom. Go. Production right there. Fear Studios NFT.io is our website where we're still minting. Um, we're obviously on Open Seas for secondary, but I I recommend minting because you'll get it more at an affordable price. Um, our Twitter is right there. We're super super active with our Twitter and our Discord. So any announcements and everything like that. Um, you'll find, mm-hmm. and I guess it everything is in the description. So 
people should be able to find us pretty easily. And I'm Marissa Brook on Twitter. So DM me. They're open. Happy to answer any questions and talk with people in the space all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Marissa, thank you for coming out to the show. Thank, uh, you. thank you for sharing your story. Um, and I think I like everything you're doing. Keep going at it. And, you know, what I foresee, and I'm going to give a, I do a little like, like pretend like I'm a genie or something, right? I foresee somebody coming in, minting out the rest of the project. You got, you guys, a big influencer or a big celebrity buying in. And all of a sudden now you go to sell out and, and now there's, there's buzz, right? And then, and then you have to, I'm sure you guys will be able to execute on your plan and your vision. And people might be looking at this and saying, I could have bought in. What's the mint price, Marissa? What, what's the mint price? 0.07. 0.07. They could have bought in for 0.07. Here it is sitting at 70 mm -hmm. and I can't even touch it. I mean, I see it. I, I The future is bright. I see it happening. Thank you. We appreciate having you on the show and we'll see you, hopefully have you back on again soon. I hope so. This is fun. Thank you guys so much. It was awesome. Thank you. Cheers, Marissa. Yasi. There you have it. A lot of... I think you got to go and sweep that floor, man. We, I, uh, I you know, I may, I may just, I may just. Why well, don't need to sweep the floor? I can buy the mint. I don't need to sweep buy the, the floor. mint. I there see. We go. Like, Boom. We, we, there we go. One of our subscribers. I bought two more already. That's what we like to see. Uh, that is great. Uh, so what we see there, I mean, the brands entering into the space using the traits for the NFTs, for brands to be able to do drops. So if you have the glasses trait, maybe you get some Ray-Bans, uh, things along those lines. So very clever, innovative dynamics into the PFP structuring and design. Uh, and I just love the ingenuity that we're seeing in this space and the creativity that everyone is coming up with on what they're trying to do here. It just is endless how much creativity is being put into each one of these NFT drops and the programmability of them and the possibilities truly are endless. No, and and how they do it, right? And then and I think that, you know, Marissa's very honest. Hey, we're doing this slow. We're 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 growing. We're you know, authentic. Like, and we're still selling. But here's the thing about the space. Tomorrow, literally, somebody might say, "Hey, this is a great idea," or a big brand might come in and say, "We want to be involved." And now, all of a sudden, everybody and their mother is going to jump into the space, jump into her project, and it's a completely different conversation. It's a completely different, yeah. you know, it's a completely different animal. And I think the question, and we asked her the question, like, well, business experience, right? Like, like, can you build a brand? Like, they're out here trying to build a brand as opposed to over-promising something, you know, just because they have a lot of followers on social media right and where we don't even know who they are i mean she's like hey here's my linkedin profile here's my experience i i think this is the year that we're really gonna see you know we, we saw it with beanie right beanie being out it i think this is the yeah. year we're really gonna see it has to be it has to be people that are legit players in the space who are they where do they go to school what are their names you know we're starting to invest uh millions of dollars and like like do you think the board ape guys are revealing who who they are to go raise five billion dollars 
I'm assuming they, they have to, be. right? They have to. Yeah. They have to. Um, pretty hard without that. Pretty hard to put to see to see who's on that on that opera on that contract, right? A reminder as we end up the show, the goat vault is live. So click subscribe and stand your chance to win. And as always, we will be back next week to keep you up to date with all the highs, lows, and sideways and in between of this wonderful NFT community and NFT world, and hopefully teach you something and learn together and have some fun while making have some money some fun. in this Have world. some fun. That's what it's all about. We love you guys, and we'll see you again soon.